Hi, this is Tim Sanders, founder of the Omnia Radiation Balancer, and I'm honored to have been a guest on the Journey to Truth show. Now with phone radiation, most people think that because they can't feel anything, nothing is happening. But the reality is that this radiation is causing a lot of stress and damage in your body, and your brain doesn't register that it's happening. The likelihood is that you'll only find out about it when this continuous stress shows up in the body as disease. And this is backed up by well over 10,000 peer-reviewed studies showing that EMF causes serious diseases when they tested it on rats. The Omnia Radiation Balancer removes this stress. It's proven to balance the blood, it brings perfect crystalline structure to water, and our kinesiology muscle tests show that the body goes super strong when you stuck it on your phone. And it works with 5G. You just order enough patches to cover every radiating device in your home, and you're done. It lasts forever. But to be clear, let's not get complacent. We must all stop 5G together. So big thanks and big love to Tyler and Aaron. Click on the link below and you can quickly and permanently bring balance back to your body. Thank you. Hey guys, you're listening to Journey to Truth podcast. Tonight we're joined by Justin Deschamps of Stillness in the Storm and Neil Gar of Portal to Ascension. Uh, I would say that they are the definition of disclosure activists uh, just by the amount of hours they put in on their, on, on their channels and Justin, you as far as writing articles and now you guys do uh, Werewolf Radio. And it's just amazing the work you guys are doing and we're so grateful to have you join us tonight and talk about everything that's going on right now because, you know, my gosh, it's never ending. Every day, it's, it's exciting, I mean, it's exciting in a sense, at the same time, you know, it's like, you kind of feel bad for getting excited, but there is a lot of positive <laughs> things and stuff to look forward to if you're existing in that mindset. Uh, that being said, I'll turn it over to you guys, let you explain maybe your channels or introduce yourselves and uh, we'll go from there. Sure. Yeah, go ahead, Neil. You go first. All right, cool. So th <laughs> thank you, firstly, for having us. This is amazing. I've seen you guys, um, all your posts, your Instagrams, and I really appreciate everything you're doing. So thank you. And uh, for those out there who don't know who I am, uh, I'm the founder of an organization called Portal to Ascension. Been around for around 12 years now. And um, you know, before that, it was just research in an online group. And for the last 12 years, I've been creating events, small meditation events. Um, 2012, I started creating all-day ancient alien conferences where I was going to, you know, conferences that we all frequent, I guess, and I would meet speakers, get their phone numbers, emails, and start facilitating events for them, and even taking some of them on tour up and down the coast, all the way from San Diego to Vancouver. I did three tours in 2010 and 2011. One was based on extraterrestrial channeling. One was on sound healing. Another one was an ancient aliens tour. And um, just really getting into event production. It was a hobby for quite some time. But then come six years ago, you know, I was, I was actually going to give up on all this awareness. I was, I was like, I should just go do something that has to do with my degree, business management, whatever that means. And, uh, and just, you know, do what my parents had told me to do. And at that point, um, somebody came to me and gave me some ideas and also gave me like an angel investment and said, rebrand portal to Ascension. So six years ago, I stopped doing live events and I went hundred percent online for a few years where there was no overhead costs and I created this online university that started with one event a month. Now we have one event every single week and we actually do 110 events on average every single year. 80% of them are online. 
it's just like Netflix for consciousness, you know, where you sign up for the individual event, you can view it on the back end afterwards. And then 20% of them are live where we have um, True World History Atlanta that Justin and I are co-producing. Um, when we're going to be doing some holistic fairs in Asheville, we had our Portal to Ascension conference that I know, Aaron, you were you were going to come to, but you couldn't I make it out to, right? Wanted to, yeah. I know, right? So like yeah. um, we had those events. So I've been kind of testing the waters now, getting back into live events. Justin and I have been connected for a couple of years. We're doing our own thing. And it really was like, I don't know. I got to say love at first sight, man. This guy is like pretty <laughs> yeah. amazing. Like I really like resonate with Justin so much. And, um, and I love the fact that we don't agree on a lot of things, but we can talk about them, you know? Yes. So, so then we, he came over here after disclosure fest last year, spent like, I don't know, like a week or so. And it was just the two of us really. And we just started brainstorming. What can we do to create? It was the, great energizing re rejuvenation session right and um, through that came one of the aspects of what we're going to be doing which was a werewolf radio let's create a podcast where it's an extension of our information that we already work on but a place that we can have these discussions because we're sitting down i'm sure you guys do the same thing when you're together but you're sitting down and you're just having such an amazing discussion you're like damn i wish we recorded this you know yeah. <laughs> so that's what kept happening yep. and then so we created a werewolf radio with that intention and now it's just become kind of grown from there. We start out with 30 minutes of discussion between us on topics that we want to talk about. Then we bring in a speaker. And at the same time, Justin gets to promote what he's doing with stillness. And I get to do what, tell people about Portal to Ascension. Yeah. And that's awesome. And I, I love it. I caught your last couple with Billy Carson. Uh, and I, it's my understanding that uh, he's putting Portal to Ascension as a channel on his Forbidden Knowledge platform, which mm -hmm. is really cool. Nice. And Justin, you have Stillness in the Storm uh, that you're, or not Stillness in the Storm, Into the Storm that you're working on for Edge of Wonder TV. So it's cool. You guys are both doing that. Uh, also, you want to touch on that, Justin? Yeah, sure. Uh, well, yeah, I mean, when Neil and I got together, like Neil, you were saying, I mean, we we just resonated with each other so well. Like I, I started Stillness in the Storm uh, a few years ago in 2013 just because I was doing a lot of research and I really wanted to be more active and like add my voice to the choir of people and uh, you know and within a couple of years time it got a life of its own and then when you know Neil and I met uh, Neil when I met you back in you know I, I want to say it was in early 2017 maybe uh, I can't remember but it was you know the kind of consciousness where I like to call it escape velocity consciousness or over unity consciousness. You know, you've, you're doing a lot of self work. You've been studying, you've been, you're in the cave, like just like pouring through the ancient manuscripts kind of thing. And then you've like, all right, I've had enough. And you want to go out and you want to go do something, you know, and then you're in like hustle mode. Like, all right, let's see how many changes I can make, how much healing I can do for myself, how many people I can help around me, what big, awesome things can I do to help spearhead the truth and have it shared with the world. And so what, you know, when we got together, it was like, oh, this is another guy that's like right on the same level with me. And, you know, it was just like magic. So, um, yeah, it's it's been amazing having the a werewolf, portal, uh, werewolf podcast. We get a chance to talk about a lot of awesome things, uh, have that dialogue and banter. And, um, you know, it's interesting that for most of human history, the way we shared information is the way we're doing right now in conversation. And psychologically, there's whole systems in our brains and our consciousness that are designed to organize and integrate information so it's useful for us during conversation. So, I mean, conversation can be an amazing tool. So, um, 
so yeah, I, re- I really thought that was helpful. And uh, with Into the Storm, uh, started it on uh, in February, and it's been great. I've I've been gathering like so much information over the past you know ten years. I'm a little obsessive when it comes to research. Uh, I I was actually just talking to my girlfriend about this. I'm I'm only like very uh, vaguely familiar with astrology. I know like the basic principles and some of the mechanics, but I don't know like all the specifics about what what you know what this planet in this house means necessarily. Mm-hmm. So uh, me and my roommate were both we both have uh, uh, Pluto in Scorpio. Yeah, that's what it is. And so what that apparently means is that, you know, you are just like passionate about discovering hidden information, anything that's hidden, you're like, uh, uh-uh, you want to push right past that curtain, you yeah, want to get man. right into what's going on. So because of that, I just, you know, I've been accumulating like a ton of crazy stuff. And I think about a lot about it. So that means I can integrate it, just like a lot of other great minds have done that are you probably have had on your show. So um, the Into the Storm project is a really great way for me to take all this stuff and try to package it in a form that's easily digestible. It takes waves you through a story. I'm right now I'm on the ultimate plan of the Draco series and we've probably got about four or five episodes of that left. Actually, I'm going to be releasing one here in the next hour on edge of wonder.tv. So, um, so yeah, it's just an amazing opportunity. And I, again, I want to thank you guys for doing what you do. I mean, we need all hands on deck. We're in the middle of a massive awakening right now. Everybody's voice matters. And the more we can, form a unity, not to separate our individualities, not to mask what makes us different, but to embrace that and then create a place where everybody's differences can come together to form a symphony, a chorus of truth-seeking voices. Wow, nothing can stop that. You guys are just rocking out of the park. So well, thank, thank you. you so much. That's You nailed it, though. That's, yeah. that's exactly what we want to do with this. <laughs> and, and it's important that there's a lot. Of, it seems like there's so many places to go, so many videos to watch, so many podcasts. Everybody's putting out content, especially now while they have time. But uh, not everybody resonates with everybody. So it gives people options. You, everyone's drawn yes. towards, a certain, towards a certain person or a certain edge of wonder or werewolf radio. Uh, and each one offers something different. So that's what's cool about that because uh, it gives people options and we need that right now. Mm-hmm. And especially now we're, what we're going through, which is kind of what I want to segue into. Uh, first, I want to talk about what you guys think about this UFO release that we just got from the Navy, the DOD really officially, the Pentagon officially released these, the Tic Tac and the Mitch Tic Tac uh, UFO mm-hmm. What are your mm-hmm. thoughts on that? I think it's definitely uh, government craft uh, that we've had that was developed in a black budget program. They're just mm-hmm. releasing it. What do you think? Yeah. Go ahead, well, okay. So when the uh, article first, like I saw the article yesterday, the first thing I thought was, let me go look at the date on this. Is this the old article? Cause I didn't, you know, I didn't know. And then I realized that the confirmation before was from the Navy and this is from the Pentagon. Right. So it was seconding basically what had happened then. It's extremely interesting to me. Firstly, I was actually kind of happy that there was a non-coronavirus article out. Because, <laughs> dude, know, dude right? all cannabis legalization, psychedelic legalization, and UFO articles have gone, man. It's like been taken over by coronavirus. All coronavirus. You know, so I was like, oh, this is refreshing. <laughs> <laughs> drip yeah. disclosure isn't it yeah. funny I'm like oh drip disclosure how refreshing <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but so when i saw that and i read it i was like oh oh interesting like now the pentagon is kind of saying yes for sure but they've been circulating these same videos over and over and over 
the Pentagon has even said that this is just the beginning. These are just some of the videos. So they have more. You can tell they're doing this in a controlled fashion, but they're deliberately focusing on on these ones. And I do feel like I, I kind of lean to what you said, that it could be some government craft. I don't really know. But I do know that they are coming out with the disclosure in their own form in order to basically drip it to the public in a way that suits them rather than, you know, full disclosure, which will actually be beneficial to all of humanity. Uh, for example, this is all started with Tom DeLonge, where he's talking about these um, UFOs. But if you notice, any of the, the communications in regards to this have never been about are these ETs who are driving these aircraft. It's been about technology and how we can utilize this technology to better like our basically national security and military. It's really kind of taking the conversation away from mm. the fact that if these UFOs are UFOs and they aren't human because they're trying to basically imply that, oh, we don't know what they are. We don't even, uh, we've spoke, we know that the Russians aren't even capable of this. Just saying things like that, they're saying that they know that there's no other um, government on this planet that are capable of creating these crafts. So they're implying some sort of extraterrestrial connection there because they're not admitting they have a black ops, you know, black ops project happening. But we don't talk about that. We talk about the craft. We talk about how we can monetize it, how we can weaponize space. So there's definitely something going on there that's not in alignment with the Ascension, right? Mm. I'm just kind of observing it. I'm going to see what's happening from this. But Right now, it's kind of weird. It happens in increments, too. I think they control the dates when they want to release this. I even think that it happening in the midst of this whole coronavirus thing was kind of uh, happened for a reason, too, maybe because more people are at home. People called me um, today that are my friends that aren't into this in conversation that had never called me before in the last three years through all the other drip disclosures, right? And it's because they're at home and they're aware of it now. Yeah. So those are my thoughts. And, and as soon as I saw DeLong's name, in the article, I knew exactly where they were going with it. I knew what this the agenda. I, yeah, yeah. I, I knew exactly. I didn't even really have to read the article. I did, but I knew. Okay, Tom DeLong, the just Tic Tac, and, and somebody actually uh, on Twitter I saw. I forgot the, the I forgot the handle, but uh, somebody re recognized that the video that they uploaded, the DoD uploaded to put out, is actually a download from. A U from YouTube, it still has a YouTube metadata, <laughs> and and the actual original footage is a lot better quality than what they just released. So wow. that's kind of suspicious. Also, why why would they do that? If they why would they have to download it from YouTube and then yeah, that's a little so weird. it makes me wonder if it really is a Pentagon release or if there's something else going on be uh, something else going on behind it too. I know uh, Dr. Sala. John D'Souza, Mike Barra have all came to the conclusion together that they believe this is an advanced military drone. Mm -hmm. It doesn't take away from the fact that we're still, uh, you know, seeding the consciousness and, you know, waking up people with this drip drip disclosure. Uh, what are your thoughts, Justin? <laughs> yeah, well, I think, you know, in a grand picture sense, like, all the events that happen on our worlds are opportunities for us to do something with. And, if we're approaching, if the question is, is this going to be helpful for the awakening of humanity? Then the answer is yes. But the follow-up question is, what are we going to do about it? You know, and if we're just sitting on our hands waiting for the, the president or the, the bad guys to all of a sudden change their colors and want to like start revealing the truth, then I don't think that's the right way to approach it. You know, so um, I actually uh, think that this UFO, like what you were suggesting, is probably a secret government, secret government craft. 
I also suspect that there's a breakaway civilization um, somewhere on our world. It's possible that they're in Antarctica or in some subterranean cavern and things like this. Um, you know, why is it that John Kerry went to go to Antarctica right after Trump won the election? Why are all these people going to Antarctica after Trump won the election? Was Trump part of the deep state? Was he an establishment person? You know, were they going back down there to get new marching orders, these kind of things? Um, all those, I think, are questions that we can ask to try to wrap our head around what's happening. And, um, you know, I do think there's like a political aspect. You know, the, the media is losing the plot in a big way, in a big way. Um, yeah. I would argue a big piece of that chess move, if you want to think about it that way, is Trump doing these press conferences. I mean, he's speaking directly to the people through Twitter. He's speaking directly to the people through uh, these press conferences and whether you love the guy or you hate a guy, it doesn't really matter. What you get to see is you get to see what he says and then you get to see how the media reports on it. And the discrepancy is so obvious that anybody who hasn't sacrificed their intellectual honesty on the altar of social acceptance is going to see the fact that this is obviously lies and there's something going on. So yeah, I think, you know, I think the, the full amount of disclosure we have available is so massive. Um, you know, we do need some type of controlled process for getting it out there. You know, in the beginning, I was a little bit more idealistic and I'm like, let's just let all the truth out. You know, everything will fix itself. And yeah, we can certainly go that route. But, you know, the deeper psychology is here. The basis of trauma is when there's too much information that you don't know how to handle. And yeah. so, you know, I want the truth to get out, but I don't want to traumatize people in the process because if they get traumatized, they're in a, in a non-thinking, irrational state. They're much easier to control, much easier to manipulate. And that's what these guys want to do. Right. So, um, so yeah, I think, you know, we're, we're in a position where we as alternative media, we as truth seekers, I have incredible amounts of power. We've got a lot of free time on our hands right now. We can actually interact with each other form groups, form initiatives, form trusts, form like coalitions and grassroots efforts so that we can better deal with the things that are becoming. And I think this year we've got some big stuff on the ticket as far as things happening this year. Seriously, so. Yeah. You know, also um, to kind of add to what you're saying, when it comes to the media, I'm now hundred percent convinced that it's all about ratings, you know, you know, all about ratings and also all about agendas. Right. And I, I think it was, Project Mockingbird, right? Was that the one where the CIA basically yeah. had full-time employees, right? So for who doesn't know out there, the, um, I think it might have been FBI too, but no, the CIA had full-time employees working for news stations. And then Project Mockingbird, you know, supposedly ended. But what normally happens with those is they just go black budget and they continue. And not only were these anchors actually being paid from the news stations just to have their covered, like, you know, CNN would be paying them, but they'd also be being getting paid from the CIA because they were pushing the agenda. So that continues. So I think there's two, two things going on that we have not only ratings oriented media, but we also have these people that are hired from, you know, these three letter agencies or whatever in order for them to push this agenda. So when it comes to releasing this whole thing about UFOs, I'm not too sure. Like it's just so coordinated. For example, when Tom DeLong came out with the initial thing that kind of started this whole process, right? Like talking about these videos, every single competing news agency had the same exact headlines and the same words in it. And you've seen those viral videos with news anchors saying the same thing at the end, like, um, 
uh, this is dangerous to our democracy, for example. They all yeah, say yeah, that, right? right yeah. like, they all say so, the exact same. Yeah, yeah. So that's what happened. And I was like, wait, this is a conservative one. This is a liberal one. They're saying the same thing. They talk crap on each other all the time. And it was so like blatant when the Tom DeLonge thing happened. Uh, and it was almost like they waited. They all came out at the same time, too. It was like the same minute. So I was just like, yeah. wow, this just shows that it's all owned by the same whatever and they're just doing this for some sort of reason that we don't really know we don't know what the agenda is well and and unfortunately if i don't know about you guys but this the media right now you know we we've always known about mockingbird we've known it's been a lie it's been corrupt but is it is does it seem like it's getting worse or are we just more aware of it now because mm-hmm. because what i mean well We're we know more aware of it that's the thing like it doesn't seem like you know maybe i just we just weren't paying attention and all of a sudden now now it's to the surface now it's on the front lines and everybody's seeing it Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so and the censorship right now is insane it's unfair i mean it's really really uh it's sad it's it's worse than 1984 i mean but it's also kind of like to me it's like a good sign because it means they're they're that desperate that they're that um they're basically freaking out right now because they're so close to completely losing power that they're mm-hmm. they're just like not even because before they would they would do censorship and they would do all kinds of stuff but like a lot more subtly right they would they, they don't want to do anything yeah. drastic to like really wake people okay, up yeah. to what they're what they're doing right. and what their agendas are but now it's like they don't even care about that it's like they they they're like, we don't have a choice. We just have to um, censor everything and yeah. throw out all our, you know, stuff, like, no matter how um, crazy it is, you know, mm-hmm. right. Not right. What we're seeing happen right now. Yeah. I mean, I, I, understanding the censorship agenda is really interesting because, you know, I study a lot of law and um, I was trying to understand, like, why is it that they even came out with this? Uh, internet why is it so much information like out there if we're if the whole basis of the matrix is that they have to keep certain truths hidden then why is there so much of it readily accessible on the internet mm-hmm. yeah well, the the answer i've come up with which seems to be you know the one that's the most correct as far as i can tell is that the and i actually covered a lot of this in uh the episodes i'm putting out on into the storm right now if you want to check this out um well, basically, the cabal had to create a self-imposed slavery system. And the reason they needed to do that is because when you use overt control, when you're like literally whipping people in the fields to keep them picking the cotton or whatever it is you need them to do, they are not creative. Their, their energy that they put out is largely fearful energy, but there's not any innovation. And as a society, in order to ascend, in order to go to the higher states of consciousness, which the bad guys are trying to do too, they need information, they need wisdom, they need knowledge, they need data to crunch on and then evolve their soul through gaining wisdom and contemplation. So if, if you got an overt slavery system, which we've had for most of our history, at least the stuff we know about, then they can't really move that forward. But if you create a self-imposed slavery system, then all the slavery gets hidden behind a veil. And now people on the slave plantation think they're free which means they're innovating, they're creating things. And then the cabal can hijack and harvest that information. So to your point, uh, Aaron, you know, I think one of the things that's happened is that the, the censorship has gotten more overt because they've lost the plot. They yeah. thought that they were going to be able to do all these things 
And, you know, we can get more into the details of how that works, but they thought they were going to be able to control society. Now they can't. And now they're just frantically trying to stomp the hedgehogs. You ever play that game in the arcade where you try to like hit the hedgehogs, you know? Yeah, whack-a-mole. Yeah, whack-a-mole. Yeah. That's it, whack-a-mole, yeah. They're trying to whack-a-mole everything and they can't do it. So, so uh, yeah, yes, it's a really good time. It's like, um, you know, I've been saying for a while, we have the illusion of freedom, you know, and and yeah. um, it's freedom through diplomacy, almost like they basically like we're the, the U.S., we're like a test tube for pharmaceutical companies, for agriculture and food. Other countries aren't even as bad as us, but we come across like we're the most free, right? Like no one has freedom like the U.S., um, for example, artificial flavorings, red, what is it, red five and blue, whatever. Mm-hmm. It's completely illegal in Europe, completely, right? Over here, it's just like part of our diet, right? Mm-hmm. So it's just like their own people, these own corporations, their own country, they're experimenting on. And they're getting all these results from it and figuring out how to control us. But here we are every single day tooting the fact that we're the free, most free country on the planet, which really isn't the case. Now, in regards to your point for the media, like, yeah, I think it's been the same for uh, quite some time. However, they've perfected psychological warfare to the point that they are now using marketing tools. For example, um, the head of CNN, and I think I might have just read an article recently that Trump, like something happened where the head of CNN has been switched or one he, of the media agencies. He stepped down. Yeah, I believe he yeah. stepped down, actually. Okay. Uh, so he was actually the head of ESPN before CNN. And he had this whole mentality of presenting news like sports. So if you look at ESPN and how they have all those windows and they're all arguing back and forth, there's videos out there that show you the the mirror reflection of how he took his sports marketing plan and put it in CNN. So that's something they did as well that's you know more new than ever is they figured out how to make it a game and how to get people on the edge of the sea and dramatize it all. And that's what they perfected, getting people lost into the drama of the news rather than giving anything of any substance. Yeah, yeah, yep. absolutely. And it's well, it's like, um, yeah. So they they, it's all emotional manipulation essentially is what they do. So they know what gets people riled up, what gets people angry, fearful, um, upset, happy, everything, and. Mm-hmm they know what their agenda is. So they're like, all right, what can we, you know, along with the deep States false flags and like the things that they do, the whole problem reaction solution, like they, they create problems and create things that then they're like, Oh, now we have to do this. Here's the solution. And then it just furthers their agenda. And then the media is kind of like the psychological uh, component of that, where they're like pushing the fear, like what they're doing with the coronavirus right now. They're like, all right, we got to just constantly push fear and fear, 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 fear. So, so people will be afraid and will stay in their homes and will wear masks and will submit to vaccines and all these like insane things that we would never, ever agree to otherwise. Right. So they, they manipulate our emotions that we naturally feel towards like a scary virus that when you really look at the objective data of it, it, without that manipulation, you would never come, you would never react in that way because it doesn't it doesn't line up but that's that's the whole matrix right you get stuck in this matrix where you're not thinking for yourself you're not being a sovereign being you're being manipulated by the authorities outside of you in the in the matrix yeah and And i and i saw a a meme today of a a mask and it said mind control device Mm -hmm. and it's it's so true though because 
if you really understand what's going on, you realize how I think it's dumb to, to have to wear a mask everywhere you go. People are driving with them. Uh, and it's just, it's the mind control aspect of it also. It's not just, yeah. it's not just a fear, but it, it is MK Ultra. And oh, we, yeah. yeah we've, we've all talked about this for ages now. So I wanted to kind of segue into these WikiLeaks dumps. Is I wanted to uh, know your thoughts on it because some people are saying that this is just, it's nothing new. It's nothing new. It's just all uh, basically accessible now. Is that what you? What are your thoughts on that? Yeah. Well, uh, last week uh, I saw on Twitter that somebody was posting that the the WikiLeaks archives were unlocked, um, and so I started looking at it and the link that was provided, it, it looked like a backend entry to a website. If you've ever seen like the back end of a website, um, you know, you click on it and it shows just like a data archive of all these files. And that's what it looked like. And so um, at the time I, you know, I didn't have time to necessarily do a whole lot of research on it, but I just threw up what I knew and asked people to, you know, fee- give me feedback so I could fill out the article with whatever was happening. And uh, somebody right away, it was really great. That's why I love my audience so much. Somebody right away, they went to the archive.org. They pulled up the website because for those of you who don't know Wayback Machine, there's the services. Wayback Machine is one of them. Every time um, a website gets uploaded, if it's put on the database, then it'll archive the information. And so apparently this link that had uh, been released was archived back in 2014, I believe. And so the vast majority of the files that that you go to when you to this link um, are were already on the archive. So what that means is that the vast majority of the files are not new. However, another person, another researcher, which I also updated my article for, if you all are looking for this, you can go to Stillness in the Storm. Just search for WikiLeaks up at the top left. It should should pop right up. Um, she went through and combed through a lot of the files, and she said that there was actually uh, I think anywhere from like half a dozen to a dozen of ones that she found that were new information, newer information. So there's thousands of files. I mean, frankly, I mean, I got my hands in so many other things. That's why I use like researchers in my audience and things like this, because I just don't have time to like go forth through all this. But it does look like either somebody got into the back of the website and released the link or this was a controlled release. But what's interesting is that normally when WikiLeaks does a massive release that's on their WikiLeaks page, they do a press release, they put it on Twitter, you know, there's like a whole thing, the media covers it. For example, John Podesta, when his emails got put up in the archive, they went through the emails and they made them searchable. So there's a whole portal on the WikiLeaks site. You click on John Podesta, you can literally search through everything. So the the short answer to that long explanation is that it seems like the majority of the files are not new. However, what's in the files is incredible information, regardless of whether it's new or not. And there might still be some newer nuggets that are going to be important for what's going to unfold over the course of the year. And to somebody who's never been there, it's, it's all new information. Essentially, you know, essentially. Exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So, so, yeah, it seems like yeah. very interesting. I, it's hard to tell whether or not this is something that was coordinated or, if, like I said, somebody just got access to the back end and dropped the link on Twitter or something like that. So. Yeah. Yeah. And I and I know you guys already touched on that on the on your on your channel, but we haven't discussed it yet. And there's a lot of controversy. People are you know wanting to know. So thanks for clarifying that. I personally I personally haven't gone and checked it out. Uh, 
but I'm, I'm kind of doing what you did, just kind of relying on some other people to bring forward information. Because sometimes you just can't, you can't get your hands in everything. Yeah. Yeah. There's, so there's a lot, lot to go through. And, you know, and even the people that are going through it, some of them might be going through it with their own intentions and agenda and they can translate it whichever way they want, you know. Right. Uh, one thing that I did appreciate was when WikiLeaks emails came out with Hillary, uh, was it Edgar Mitchell and Podesta um, about, you know, Skyping with Obama, talk about ETs. Like mm-hmm. Grant Cameron actually spent weeks and I was in communication with him like every other day literally was the one going through them pulling all these articles and for like four months straight just was posting a new um wikileaks email about ets like every other day you know and that took a lot he had to literally put everything else to the side not even go to any conferences and just focus on that specifically wow well yeah and you said you mentioned hillary i just wanted to bring up or uh, bring attention to it's 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 funny how she is all of a sudden like kind of being put back in the spotlight right now and it's and it's curious to me because maybe something is coming. You know, we know uh, she's going to have to testify at some point. Uh, do you have any thoughts on that at all Are you, uh, about Hillary specifically? Much, yeah, I don't want to get too much into politics. I just, I just think that it's curious that all of a sudden she's like be, be being put in a spotlight. You think, you think like Biden with his, they're going to th- say he's unfit, and then Hillary's going to yeah, some going no. in there. <laughs> That's what a lot. <laughs> A lot of people are speculating like Biden because they're, 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 everyone's endorsing Biden right now and yeah, they're yeah, yeah. at the front, but Dude. it's like, do they really think he has a chance or are they going to do like a bait and switch kind of thing? With Biden him? is more favorable in the polls than Hillary was. So she wouldn't be the one to switch out. Yeah. That, yeah. That's that cool. says a lot, doesn't it? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just, yeah. I guess yeah. what I was getting at uh, was that I just, think it's funny that you know all attention on her is it because that something's going to happen and they're going to she's they're going to expose some of her crimes so right now they're kind of like bringing her into the spotlight maybe like they're setting her up so Mm. this Mm. does come forward yeah it's really interesting you know i a few years ago i would have had a pretty uh let's see unidimensional perspective on all this like oh the media is lying to us everybody in government's a liar everybody in the military is part of this deep state cooperation. They're all boogeymen. It's all bad, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. And with Q and everything like that, it's just in my mind, having looked at a lot of the information and, you know, being somebody who is versed in epistemology, which is like basically the science of what makes something true or not. It's undeniable that there's obviously a positive military operation happening or an aspect of the military operation, you know, so I think interpreting uh, the political events in the past four years has been a little difficult. It used to be that you could just assume everything was negative and just kind of leave it at that. But now it makes me wonder if there is some type of operation happening. Who's the, you know, who is going to be the most um, catalyzing for consciousness? What's going to wake people up the most if somebody gets indicted, if somebody goes down, yeah. you know? yeah. Probably like a Hillary Clinton, right? You know? Yeah. So, and so yeah, for could be myself, happy. I've been jaded on the fact that, you know, so many times we've been talking about Hillary getting arrested any day now. And it's just, and then I just, I just like gave up on it entirely. You know, I would love for, you know, the truth to come out, but there's so many people within like the media and the establishment that are pro Hillary that, if it does come out, it's so easy just to say it's a conspiracy theory now. 
right? Legitimate emails came out that said things that really were incriminating, but even the regular person doesn't have time to not only research it, but it will only listen to what they're being told and where they're being told those guys are just conspiracy theorists, right? If they look at the, the body count with the Clintons, right? There's a lot of evidence to prove this thing, but it does sound crazy to even say. So people jump on to quickly saying that you're just crazy conspiracy theorists. And, you know, they've done a really good job on coining that term for the last 40 something years. And at this point, I don't know, like I, I want to believe that, people can come up to their own conclusions and we can make a shift in consciousness without having some authority figure tell us. But when I look at the world, I see that most people won't, even if the media says aliens are real, aliens are real, aliens are real, they're probably gonna have to say it every single day for like four weeks before somebody goes, Hey, did you know aliens are real? You know, yeah. like before everybody figures it out, like mm -hmm. that's how docile people have become. Yeah. So am well, I look at the, look at the recent release with the, what we were just talking about that they the pentagon confirmed that that was indeed an un, like unidentified and yeah uh and it's barely everyone just kind of like yawn like it's no, like it's not, it's not even like that's how crazy things are right now but and how you, you want to know. know what they are worried about a friend of mine just told me today he was at walmart and they have the bleach locked up you have to get an, an employee to come unlock the bleach so you can buy bleach now Wow. <laughs> like, Ridiculous. That's Jesus. what they're worried about. Yeah. It, which this is a testament to what you were saying, Neil. I mean, it just, it's, it's insane. You know, you'd like to think that people could come to these conclusions on their own. Uh, well, I'm also seeing, I'm seeing kind of like a split though. And I, I hear a lot of people talking about this because I'm seeing um, a lot of people waking up right now. Like we call it the great awakening. Like we're seeing people wake up left and right. And, on different levels and at different rates, but at the same, it, it ultimately like more than ever and faster than ever, we're seeing so many people wake up to truths and to, and spiritually awaken and everything else. And um, at the same time, we're also seeing how asleep so many people are and how, how um, ingrained in the matrix so many people still are. And they're so, so uh, asleep and caught up in all this nonsense and lies and deception and everything else. And, and we're also seeing so many people wake up and, and uh, kind of at the same time. So there's like these, it's like these two um, realities, two timelines existing simultaneously. And they're, and they're both getting um, more and more um, divided, separate. Divide, yeah. Like they're both ramping up. They're both like energizing. And well, that, it's like, go ahead. it's like, are we going to be seeing, is this like a timeline split that we're going to be seeing? Like, are we, is there something, um, is it going to get to the point where, cause a lot of people are seeing all the, the chaos happening and the craziness mm. and they're seeing like civil war in our future and, and mm. a crazy right, right. war and like a lot of death and, and chaos coming up soon. Like we just interviewed Carrie Cassidy and she oh, yeah? kinda, she's kind of on that camp. But like she oh, sees, she's, she sees it going like she's on really, a negative timeline for sure. She, well, she's like, well, maybe like years and years <laughs> in the future it'll get good, but it, it's gonna yeah. get really bad. We're gonna go to war with China and all these people. Some people are gonna die. No one truly yeah. knows what's gonna happen, you know. So no, I, I stay away from people who give me definite answers. Like this is what's gonna happen, but we could nice like thing. we could 
have an awakening overnight. That's still possible, right? We didn't expect this um, coronavirus to do what it did and give us all this collective dark night of the soul, just over, like just like that, right? So yeah. right now things are so uncertain. We don't know. But what you just mentioned is a good conversation to have. And I'll start it out with this, and I would love your opinions. But you probably remember the splitting of the world theory, right? I think Wilcock was really behind that in the beginning too. Yeah. Fourth, dens- fourth density positive, fourth density negative, right? And, um, you know, back 20, 2008, 2009, 2012, I was like, you know, contemplating on that. And then after 2012, I was like, no soul left behind. We're all going for it together. But then who am I to judge in this reality based on the context of good and bad? It's good to ascend. It's not good to ascend. Who am I to judge someone who chooses a path before incarnating to have an experience that is negative? And sometimes it's actually even more of a beautiful thing if you chose to stay unconscious and you incarnated here and you chose to live that journey uh, and I chose to wake up, I chose to transcend and leave it. It doesn't mean that I'm any better than the person that didn't, you know, and that experience of the darkness that that individual has given us um, has allowed me to have the contrast of duality that I came here for in the first place. Without that, you know, what would, where would I be? And it goes all the way back to the Gnostic texts of Lucifer when the original Christian text never said that Lucifer came down here to be the devil, he came, he was a volunteer. God basically said, I'm creating this, this reality, this realm, and I need my most trusted angel to go down to this planet and give people the experience of darkness so that they can learn what the light is. And the most trusted angel, Lucifer, raised his hand. This is before 325 AD and before the Council of Nicaea, before Constantine completely manipulated Christianity. So the original text is even saying that this was all a game in the first place, right? So I feel like I was at, okay, yes, we're going to split. Everybody's frequency is going to be shifted. Maybe one day we'll exist in a world where we just don't see those people anymore because our frequency range is so different. Then I went to like, oh, no, nobody left behind. We got to go together. <laughs> but n- now I'm at a neutral place where I don't judge whether you're ascending or you're feeling like you're not going to ascend. And mm. it seems that we could be going to that world because – more than ever now, man, we're so divided. Our belief systems are so different that there's even been prophecies that the U S will split into four tribal communities. And I see that when I look at the geography Mm. of the U S and how people have similar beliefs, we can't get along like that. Right. So it makes sense that people will go to communities in the future that actually they're more in alignment with because people are really upset at the other right now. Right. And it doesn't seem like it's getting any better. It seems like it's getting a little more divided, but that's not a negative thing. That's just the the human experience that we have right now. Where are we going to be on the end of it? I am hopeful that we're going to have a world of unity and transparency. And if you choose not to be in that world, then, you know, blessings to you. But that's kind of my two cents on it. Well, it's also understanding the reality of creating your own timeline. Also, I, I think that that's entirely possible. And it's something that people aren't aware of, uh, or maybe you don't, people don't practice it enough, but you, you know, you can put yourself on that positive timeline. If there is a split, like you're saying, I think that we all have the ability to create that future that we want. And that's the whole, the whole part of the awakening is to wake up to realizing you have that power. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, precisely. Yeah. I, I think, um, so if the question is, you know, like what, what's going to happen? Are we all going to collectively ascend or is there going to be a bifurcation or splitting? I think uh, to your point, Neil, and I agree that, you know, if free will is real, then everybody has to actually have a choice. 
And, you know, if, if everybody, if the universe just forced everybody to ascend, then that wouldn't really be free will, would it? Where's the learning in that too? Yeah. Where's exactly. The- you know, so I think, I think, uh, if you can see with the eyes of the creator, then you realize that every soul is actually doing everything they need to be doing right now to evolve and grow. And that's the beautiful majesty of the creator's creation is that the creator set up the game so perfectly that no matter what you did, you were always going to be served soul growth. You know, I mean, wow. (laughs) Just the fact that that's even possible. It's like mind blowing. You know what I mean? So Mm -hmm. yeah, you know, I think we're, we're, we're in a situation where, and because of the way, you know, human nature works, if you're if you've never taken the time to really understand the truth and develop your own thinking about why something is true, especially if it's a belief you hold, then if somebody tries to degrade that belief or a new truth comes out that invalidates it, you're going to be thrown into a tailspin because you never had possession of the truth to begin with. You just had a blind belief. And right now we're living in a world where there's just so many blind beliefs flowing around that you're going to feel a lot of healthy pain from that situation. You know, it's kind of like when you go to grab uh, a pan on the stove and you don't have an oven mitt on, what happens? You know, you get burned, right? Well, if you're smart, if you really take stock of the truth of what happened there and absorb that experience, you probably won't want to grab another pan on the stove again without an oven mitt, right? So, you know, night now we're living in a situation where there's so much BS and fake news out there and it's all becoming more apparent that you, you know, the creator's um, plan for installing and improving people's thinking by having them suffer the consequences of bad thinking is like ramping up to the nth degree. We're in like double black diamond, like expert level, like version yeah. of that. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. So, uh, so yeah, I, I'm, I'm really hopeful. And, you know, I think this, uh, to leave this last point, I'll say that uh, everybody, everybody has their own process in this you know it's it's very easy to get wrapped up in what you think everybody else should be doing you know especially when you start getting a few nuggets of truth you're like oh this is the truth and you know you got to believe in it if you don't believe it then you're a shill and you know all these kind of things and it's like you know we're you know we're all on the path we're all on our own path on the mountain and you really got to pay attention to what you're doing right now and as long as you're perfecting your rights and you're not infringing on anybody else's rights, then you should just encourage people to do what they need to do. You know, that kind of thing. So, yeah. And I also sometimes I see people and I wonder if uh, maybe some people just aren't meant to wake up to this reality and they're supposed to stay in the dark to create that balance. I always wonder about that because I, some people, I see them existing in a program you know, that's what's that's kind of the interesting part about what we're doing. It's not like we're elevating ourselves and putting ourselves on a pedestal, but you do elevate yourselves to a place where you can start seeing what you can see different programs in place. And I see people existing in those programs. And I wonder, I was like, are they, they'll never get out of that at this at this pace. They're never going to get out of that. And is that designed that way yeah. to create the balance that we need, you know? It's, you know, we just need that tipping point. Do we need everybody? I don't, I don't know. Well, yeah. The thing is, is like, we're each individual souls that are all at a different level in our soul evolution, essentially. So um, I think it's a, just a simple matter of like, the, the people that are going to awaken are at that level that um, they're, they're just there, you know, and it's just yeah. like a natural process. And 
the people that aren't there, there you can't force somebody yeah. to go from one to like a hundred. You know, like you can't you, you can't force growth. Um, you have to they have to come to it on their own and you can, you know, there, you can facilitate it and you can like help them. You can try to help them and uh, try to give them truth and wisdom. And um, really just showing love is, is the most powerful thing though, honestly. And that's what I've learned is like, and you know, it's further proof that we live in a, in a universe made of love is that mm -hmm. like, it's the most powerful force. It really is. And mm -hmm. the more you, you just live in that state and show people love and, exude that like that transforms people faster than than anything else and yeah, uh i agree and wakens people up faster than anything else yeah. and you know it's like the people that are in this their their souls just aren't they're, they're just at a very uh not very evolved state and it's not it's it can sound like arrogant to say that but it's really not it's just a matter of the reality of things, you know, we're all in a different place in our journey and no one's better or worse. We're all just at a different place along the path. Um, and the law of one like talks, talks a lot about this and yeah. Um, like we're all one, but we're all individuated, uh, consciousness. Like yes. basically we're all source experiencing itself and individuated consciousness and mm. at a different level of like, re-remembering and re-coming into itself <laughs> yeah straight up man it's mm -hmm. the it's the universal paradox we're mm -hmm. one but we're also individual how does that exist right the, the universe is infinite but it our minds can only think of things in finite terms how is that mm -hmm. possible therein lies the illusion you know exactly. so and i i feel like like i trip out often about how different my thought process is compared to many other people right and especially my own family like I could never imagine my family ever being into this secret space program, you know, ETs, <laughs> Pleiadians, Arcturians, channeling, you know, like sound frequency is science and that's still like fringe for them, right? So it's like when we get into the real like nitty gritty topics that we all talk about, it's just so different and we're existing in different realities. And a lot of people don't even understand that this, the reality that we're within even exists. And if you bring it up to them, it would, I don't, I have brought it up to people and it just goes right through them. They don't even acknowledge it. It's almost like frequency mismatch, you know, <laughs> it's just like fairy tale nonsense. Yeah. Or it just, it just doesn't register. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm, I'm working part-time right now, just a seasonal thing at, at Lowe's. Right. And part of the reason why I actually decided to do it was like even like i realized working there is taking too much time for portal to ascension and i'm like damn I, sh I could be doing events right now but yeah. part of the main reason was i don't hang out with enough people that aren't into this stuff mm -hmm. i wanted to be around people that aren't even don't even know about this and see how i engage with them because i'm 100 percent this all the time all my conversations are this people i talk to so it's like i'm actually experimenting with myself now to see if i can still talk to regular regular people <laughs> because <laughs> it's really important to be able to commun communicate what you feel to everyone not just like yes. keep the same jargon going on so i've been working on that and part of portal to ascension i've been saying from the beginning is not to preach to the choir but is to speak to the linear minded people meaning the ones that don't think in think in multidimensional terms like we are here right now and communicate these forms of awareness whether it's quantum physics extraterrestrials secret space program ascension in a way that even regular people would understand, 
because it is friendly science. You can do you you can do a whole thing. I did a uh, an eight hour online conference called Science of Ascension, and I like challenge any person who isn't into this to look at that and not question whether we're actually ascending. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So it's like it's really about getting those tools and being able to communicate to them, and also to add to the splitting of the world thing. I do think some events are going to happen that many people that are so closed off to that reality right now, don't even know exist, will come over to that because there's going to be life-changing uh, situations that are going to occur, drops of downloads, information that may get released that will have to make them question their reality. And many of them will probably end up where we're at. Some of them won't, you know? So I'm, I'm hopeful that that's the route that we're going to be all taking. I'm, that's interesting. I'm glad you said well that. Said. I'm, and I'm glad you said that about uh, going into you know your work and being there around people who aren't at your at, at your state of consciousness. Because when I go to work, what I found myself doing for a while was just checking out of this reality and just going back to my old self, the the way I know that they would be comfortable around me, and I would find myself doing that. And, you know, I realized the more and more I started talking about this stuff or just dropping little nuggets here and there, uh, you know, some people don't jive with it, but other people have stuff to say, too. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting. It's really an interesting experiment. Uh, but I think a lot of people need to hear that because uh, too many of us are going around not being ourselves. We're not existing mm-hmm. in authenticity. And I think that's a big problem, especially with truthers, because we're so worried about what other people might think that it's not we're at a point now where it just it has to we have to start you know planting seeds yeah mm-hmm. yeah there's no holding back now now's the time exactly yeah, it's very yep. true so, yeah one thing i wanted to add to that is um you know psychologically one of the things they do is they control us uh like you were saying tyler through our emotions and the our emotional system itself is uh, the social dynamic system. So I'm actually going to be covering a lot of this in the third season I'm going to do of Into the Storm. It's going to be all about like the inner child and how the cabal hijack our inner child and use it against us. And we are herd creatures. We're herd animals. But we also have an apex predator side to us. And uh, the school of thought is it's called RK selection theory that gets into this. And so what that means is that very simply – Every person you know of and you interact with in your local community, whether they're in your house, they're your neighbors, they're the people you work with, there's this part of you, the inner child, that demands that you're transparent and you reveal your true self to them. And if you do that, and it's a good exchange, you will feel a release of dopamine, you will feel a release of serotonin, it's, mm-hmm. it'll reduce your pain, it'll increase your intelligence capacity, it'll increase positive emotion. So we have all of these systems designed to reward us and make us smarter and healthier for having healthy social attachments, right? Now, think about the way we live in our world. The way we live in our world is most of us get all our social interaction through this thing (laughs) these days, you know what I mean? So most of the, the human beings you interact with aren't even physically near you. And the ones you do interact with physically, you've got this like NPC debased like cardboard cutout version of yourself that you brandish to interact with them right Mm -hmm. and you know anybody who's gone through an awakening experience and then goes out in the world feels this weird feeling of almost being like a fake version of yourself because that's what has to happen so 
what you're doing, you know, I, I think that's fantastic. As a matter of fact, me and my roommate were just talking about the same thing. Like we want to find like, you know, soup kitchen or, you know, whatever, some kind of group where we can go and interact with other people because there's a whole part of my brain that's like, dude, you're not talking to enough people. You need to go hang out with more people. You need to go hug more people. You need to be authentic with more people and use your hands to do something in the world and not just flit around the computer all day long. Mm -hmm. And when you do that, I'm telling you, there's psychological research. They've known this for yes. a very long time. You're, you're the neurotic negative self-talk thinking that we're all plagued by in the modern world starts to go down and it's all just about getting back to basics finding a way to love each other again, finding a way to be authentic with each other again. So, mm. so yeah. Yeah. That was beautiful. Yes. Absolutely. I agree with that. And it's, I like how you said that cardboard cutout version of yourself. That's, <laughs> That's exactly one. what it feels like. Yeah. Yeah. By the way, it's you always have the, the best, most detailed, elaborate analogies. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. I appreciate sure. that. I'm glad somebody likes them. <laughs> It's like, it's like you're, I'm five minutes into it. I'm like, oh, he's actually, this is an analogy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's almost like you came up with it before, but you didn't. It's like in the moment too. That's the crazy part. Yeah. yeah. I'm just like freestyling. Yeah. This is what happens when you spend most of your time like reading shit. You know? Yeah. <laughs> so. That's beautiful though. It, it says a lot about, uh, you know, who you are, the way your brain works. It's interesting. Mm -hmm. Definitely interesting. Uh, you mentioned the secret space program, Neil, and I just wanted to get your thoughts on this Starlink satellite system or whatever that Elon Musk put out. Mm -hmm. I, I saw today in an article that he's working on dimming the satellites so they're not as bright for the next launch, <laughs> which is because people are complaining they're too bright. That's the whole article, which, which is dumb. That's I don't weird. know. And he's talking about starting up his own internet that's going to work yeah. with these satellites. This is interesting to me. What's what do you think is going on here with Elon Musk in general? Yeah, well, and that, that whole that, that whole, too, yeah. that whole yeah, thing, yeah, yeah, and the, the satellites, the Starlink. Yeah. So I, I think Justin probably has more information on this one, but I would say that with Elon Musk and what he's doing with SpaceX and satellites up there, you know, uh, growing up, I was always told um, that you cannot go up into space without having multiple governments kind of give you the stamp of approval that there's like basically um, like a mafia of governments and you can't even go through the ozone layer. First of all, a little detour, side note, whatever happened to every time we go through the ozone layer, we weaken it. Right, remember that, <laughs> and that completely went out of the window. By the way, like, no, that doesn't exist. That was just bullshit, right? Yeah. So, right. <laughs> so like, um, so I, I'm thinking like, in order to have advancement, we might need some sort of privatized company in order to give us that because everything else within like governments are kind of stagnant, or they go black ops and black op, uh, um, black budget, and they do things off the books, right? Like maybe our own government. So I'm thinking maybe he has good intentions and is attempting to go into space in order to further us more than maybe NASA. But at the same time, his level of involvement and connection to um, individuals like that are allowing him to go into space and do what he's doing. These people are, have to be high elite unless what they told us about having these um, being able to go into space, you can, anybody can do it. Or that's not what I've been told. I've been mm. like heard for many years now that you, you actually do need approval. So the people that give approval aren't really the people that are actually have the benefit of all humanity in, in store, right? So with Elon, I really don't know. I'm kind of just observing to see what's going to happen with him. My uh, gut feeling is that we like, like we 
spoke about the other day, useful idiots. Like maybe he's just one of those, right? But he's um, kind of assisting them in order to push forward an agenda, but he maybe thinks that he just loves space and wants to further advancement. I don't really know if he's in cahoots with the cabal and knows about some, you know, um, black agenda that's going on. Was he yeah, talking about AI too? Like, cause he used to warn against AI and now he's yeah. kind of like going the opposite. Saying yeah, like, exactly. Oh, inevitable. So we might as well. Well, that is So it. to me, like he has to be the most mysterious public figure right now. Nobody knows what's going on with him. It's yeah. always a debate, but it, and it's so confusing. And yeah. the, what were your th- huh, what did you have to say on that, Justin? Uh, I, well, to specifically address your question, I, I haven't heard of uh, the story you're talking about, um, so I can't get too much into what it is. I will speculate on what you said, which is that I I do know that uh, Musk, I believe this was like, God, I think in 2012 or something like that, he was talking about putting up satellites to broadcast internet to the world for free or you know, give people access to wireless internet, something like that. Um, and it seemed like a really good idea at the time. And then all the 5G stuff started to come out and, you know, people kind of got a little freaked out. Um, rightfully so, probably. And so, I, you know, I think based on what I know of Musk and especially reading his body language and the way he speaks and the way he acts. So trying to like look at it from a psychological profile perspective, he appears to me like somebody who was potentially groomed for the role that he's in right now. Um, he exhibits uh, Reich, um, Wilhelm Reich, he talked a lot about this. He has what I would call eye armor, which is there's a type of muscular rigidity in the eye that usually indicates a disturbed like 90 days after the womb or being born period. So I don't know, that could just be from him having weird parents or it could be because there was something done to him. I don't know. But um, it seems like a lot of the issues he's spearheading, when you listen to the guys, you know, especially off the cuff, like on Joe Rogan, it sounds like they're his beliefs, you know, it sounds like anyway. Um, although they could be, uh, you know, manipulated. I, I get the feeling though, like you were saying, Neil, I think he's like a, a useful idiot in the sense that he's a guy that isn't necessarily in on anything, but he was peripherally you know you had people come in and like encourage him to do something like maybe he when he was in high school like this dude from you know the nsa came like hey man you should get into computers because they knew if they planted that seed in his head he would do all this kind of stuff but later on in his life with computers and things like this so mm-hmm. i think um one thing i'll say about the ai uh first of all i think simulation theory which is the idea that we're living in a simulation controlled by aliens i think that's like basically like creationism for people who don't believe in God because it has all of the same marks of a universal deity except instead of a deity it's an alien race who created a computer you know what I mean so that's something interesting to consider I also think the idea of us merging with AI is a little misguided however there is a core truth to it because your body itself is a kind of computer system and so we we are souls indwelling this you know meat suit and this meat suit has a whole set of programming that, you know, functionally, it's basically like just like a computer. So there is, I would argue, some truth to the idea that consciousness, the human soul, has to gain enough mastery so that it can properly take control over the computer's AI system that is the body, mm. right? But I also think it would be very careful. We have to be extremely careful about putting chips in our bodies or anything like that because, you know, uh, yeah, I think it's pretty obvious. I won't go too much on tangents there. So yeah, 
No, nothing external, no foreign object is compatible with our body, and, right. which doesn't matter how you approach it. I just don't agree with it. I, I, I saw really quick. I know we're running out of time. Sure. Uh, but I saw a, a Reiki healer for the first time, and I had just had, had a dentist appointment like two weeks prior. And she's like, did you recently have a shot? I was like, no, I couldn't think of anything. And she's like, are you sure? I'm, she was getting a vision of uh, me getting injected with something. I was like, oh, wait, they numbed me up at the dentist. And she's like, that's it. She goes, whatever's in that is not compatible with your body. And she helped me energetically remove it. Wow. And it's, it was really interesting to me that she even picked up on that. Uh, so that just tells me, you know, if somebody is tapped in and can feel that, you know, imagine all the other stuff that we're putting into our body and how it's just not compatible. And yeah. what would we be like if we weren't being just pummeled with all of this, all this foreign object, even the, the chemtrails, just the air we're, we're breathing mm -hmm. and, and living in itself. Yeah, I, I feel our bodies are like the best tools. We have um, the ability to connect to, you know, if you want to talk about the chakra system alone, I feel like each of them represents a dimension. And um, there's a book, Bringers of the Dawn, with the Palladians, Channel oh, Palladians, right? And they talk about the 12th up to the 13th chakra and how that, you know, the seven within us, um, the eighth one is one foot above us. And then, and then it goes into the atmosphere, the solar system, the galaxy, the central sun, which is the black hole in the center. And the higher up you leave after your eighth chakra, the more people have the same chakra. So, for example, the one lodged on our planet, there are thousands tens of thousands hundreds of thousands i don't know people that have that same one all the way to the central sun then you have entire soul groups going on right so i i feel like we have the ability to tap into all those dimensions of awareness and not only download our galactic history complete remembrance of who we are all the tools and techniques we need to transcend reality and um visualize whatever we need to do and create and manifest things right so what's happening with this whole junk dna unlocking our dna 12 strand dna activation that people are talking about to me seems like a science of the fact that some part, parts of our consciousness and our body have been shut down or not able to exist in this frequency range. And now we're shifting into a different octave of existence where we're able to tap into those tools. We don't need anything external. If you look at some of the books about um, Mars and Maldek and what happened there and what happened on Atlantis, mm -hmm. you hear about the external Merkaba. The external Merkaba is, are basically tools and implants utilized in order to achieve certain states of consciousness, but it had a backfiring effect every single story ended up in devastation so what we're doing now is creating the internal merkaba which goes into the fact that we can use our merkaba to travel interdimensionally right so I, I think we don't need anything external maybe there's some sort of agenda being pushed that we do so that we can move away from the fact that we have everything we need within, within us mm. yeah and and uh beautifully said and by the way that book bringers of the dawn if anyone hasn't read it it's interesting. So it was a channeled Pleiadian message from the 80s, I believe, the late 80s. Barbara Marciniak. Yeah. Yeah. But if you read it now, it, it, it seems like it could have been written yesterday. It, mm. is, that, I mean, it is that pure of information. Mm -hmm. And it and it is so relevant. You, you almost, I had to stop and like, okay, when was this written? And like, it's really, it's really <laughs> profound. Uh, they, they basically predicted everything that we're in right now. And that book, Straight up. Everything that we're going through. Uh, so we're running out of time. Um, I'm going to wrap this up. Uh, Neil, I know you have um, that roundtable coming up this weekend with uh, John D'Souza, Michael Sala, and someone else. Who else? Oh, that's, that's not until June 27th. So that's oh, okay. yeah, over a month away. But yeah, Laura Eisenhower, Michael Sala, John D'Souza, and myself. And basically, it's an online conference. It's called 
Ascension, Exopolitics, and Disclosure. So I picked someone from each of those communities. You know, Laura Eisenhower's Ascension, John D'Souza is going to be um, doing the Disclosure, and then Michael Sala will be talking about the Exopolitics. And what Portal to Ascension really is, is full circle awareness. So I always come up with random thoughts and conference ideas and I put them together. And I felt that we hit all like three of the main topics on the head with that one, where it's really full circle. What does ETs and disclosure have to do with Ascension, right? What is disclosure awareness and extraterrestrial awareness, not extraterrestrial disclosure, but the awareness, the spiritual nature have to do with exopolitics and our communication and interaction with these beings in the near future, right? So this conference is going to be basically have that. And then I'm also going to be a presenter uh, presenting on sound frequency and ancient history. So it's a really full circle conference. And if you sign up for any event on our website, normally it's like 22 to 33 for a workshop, you get a discount for that conference, which is $44, or you can just sign up for that conference alone is 55 bucks. But I just want to also let everybody know this month and next month, we're doing no one turned away for inability to pay. And we're also doing sliding scales because, you know, a lot of people at home, a lot of people can't afford to attend events, but right now is the time to be informed. So we're basically allowing people to donate and pay if they want to. And if they can't, they should still come and be a part of our events because right now is the perfect time for us to learn what we need to learn before we get back into the rat race. Cause who knows what's going to happen after this? There's definitely a possibility. We may all just jump back into the rat race, right? So go back empowered and fortified. Yeah. That's awesome. And I know uh, in your trip to Mexico in November looks amazing, by the way. I, I, we had to, we decided yesterday to move it to next year. Oh, bummer. oh man. Okay. <laughs> yeah, you would like, actually go there. Yeah. Shit. Well, then hopefully all you guys can go. Cause well, Justin, yeah, was, yeah. Yeah. You have a year I and a half. Say, to I wanted to go. I, I wanted to go this year, but I just couldn't make it happen. And now yeah. actually the, the thing that made me not make it happen is not going to be there next year. So oh, there you like go. Right, we're in the right in the money. So, all right. I just needed a global pandemic to make this event happen for me. That's all. Seriously, yeah. <laughs> all right. It's a plan. We'll pre-order our tickets when we get off now. Oh, straight up. I'll let you guys know. If you guys can come, it'll be epic. Like we could do yeah. some stuff. We can create content together there too and go live and do podcasts. It would yeah. be really awesome. Yeah. yeah. It won't be a vacation. When I got together with Neil, it was no vacation. <laughs> we hustled, man. We were working. We're like, yeah. all right. <laughs> but it was more fun than it was more fun than sitting at a beach, you know, yeah. with a Mai Tai. Yeah. You know, just the the thoughts that we come up with is just so much more fun and empowering than just sitting around doing nothing. Right. Agreed. Oh yeah. Agreed. I can't go on those uh, mainstream vacations anymore. I get nothing out of it. You know. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Nice to sit and relax for a minute. Uh, Justin, what do you have coming up? Anything you want to talk about with Edge of Wonder or any any conference? Sure. Um, I'm I'm putting up the ninth episode of Edge of Wonder today. It's uh, this is the final section of the Ultimate Planet of the Draco series. It's I'm entitling this like the little mini section, the deal with the devil, where I'm going to get into how the higher density beings make contact with us, what rules govern that, how they can actually into mess with the visions and ideas that we have in our head, both positive and negative beings. I'm going to get into why the the dark religions on earth are tailored and created in a certain way because they're designed to basically enslave the cabal and then i'm going to get into how those interactions literally shaped the world that we're living in right now the self-imposed slavery system i was talking about that was basically given to the cabal i'm arguing by these higher density beings and um so we're going to get into all that uh probably got like i said 
Oh man, um, I'm going to try to get it done in like four episodes, but to be honest with you guys, I could do like a whole other series just on the stuff that has been, I'm going to talk about because it's, there's so much information. It's ridiculous. Um, so yeah, really excited about that. Check out into the storm on edge of wonder.tv. Um, you can obviously check out stillness in the storm. That's where I run uh, my news media site. I post news media information, inspiration, good news, all sorts of stuff. Um, and for those of you who don't know, my Twitter account was recently suspended for Stillness in the Storm. So I created another one. So you can find the new official Stillness in the Storm at, at Stillness Storm. And then there's my personal Twitter. That's why I put more of like the my musings, the higher level like axiomatic like principles I like to throw out there every once in a while. That's uh, Justin Stillness, at Justin Stillness. And uh, lots of cool stuff happening behind the scenes lots of cool stuff going on and um yeah really excited about what this year holds for sure awesome yeah thank you yeah, guys so much too. for coming on and doing this uh it really was it really was great definitely looking forward to connecting in the future mm-hmm. uh, everybody listening go subscribe or check out portal to ascension stillness in the storm uh check these guys out they, their podcasts they're, oh, werewolf. They're werewolf radio I, I highly recommend very very good uh, and definitely these guys are putting in a lot of work, so I would, I'm not steering you their direction just because we're, they're on the show. I really do believe <laughs> yeah. that they're putting in some, uh, putting out some amazing content and, uh, just really quick, uh, Aaron and I are going to be ha- at camp disclosure in North Carolina. It's a conference at the end of the summer, late August, oh, nice. August yeah. 27th through the 31st. Uh, tickets are on sale. Now we're going to have journey to truth podcast experiences lounge. We're going to do, nice. be doing some really cool stuff there. So if anyone wants to uh, hang out, uh, it's the end of August and uh, details are, we'll put the, the link in the description so you can check it out. Uh, I guess that's, uh, you want to say some of the people that are going to be there? Well, James, James, James Gilliland James Gilliland is going to be uh, there. Uh, Simon, Simon Essler, Simon Essler, Alex Bloom. Nice. Um, Matthew, Stephen Cefalo. Stephen Cefalo, Matthew Mornian, Desiree Foley, uh, I, there's a there's there's like 20 speakers it's going to be pretty it's going to be really not nice. a lot of big name james is only like, yeah 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 <laughs> that's not too far for me I, I might even be able to show up depending on when it is because i'm yeah. in atlanta so you know it's like like a half day drive so oh, nice. that be so, cool. it's close to asheville yeah. i think yeah North Carolina, yeah so like cool. North yeah get get with me off offline we'll figure it out for sure cool all right guys thanks for listening and uh check their channels out check our channel out. <laughs> <laughs> You're doing yeah. that now? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. See you next week. Good night. Thank you, guys. Take care. You guys. Peace. Bye.